Be'ezus Hashem, we are going to start learning the Hagoyz L'Dibra Maschil, Poschich L'Yol, Tofresh Munches. So this is a very significant Rishima, um, Kuntras, um, set of notes that the Rebbe Rashab wrote on the famous Maima, the Alter Rebbe, Poschich L'Yol, which is printed in the Sefer Teira'e. And these were, these notes were written and completed, rather, in the year Tafresh Nun Ches, 1898, or possibly early 97, in the winter of Tafresh Nun Ches. Now, the purpose of what we're going to talk about now is, is a hakdama, is an introduction, to try and understand the context um, and the importance of this contrast, um, and why I think it's significant we should be learning it. Uh, but in order to do that, we have to uh, we, ha we have to get to 1898. To get to 1898, there's a few stages. So what I plan to do is to discuss generally the origins of the original Maima and the Sefer Torah, um, the nature of writing Hagois and uh, uh, notes and emendations like this by the Rebbe Rashab, um, its discovery of these notes and its publicate and, and the publication of these notes. That's going to be one sort of chronology, one history that I want to tell. And a second important set of information I want to uh, share is, is about the Sefer HaZoyha. It's based on a Maima HaZoyha, the Pasach from Tikkunei Zoyha. And I want you to want to help you understand the, the, the nature of the Sefer HaZoyha and the associated books. So there's Zoya, Tikkuni Zoya, Zoya Chadosh, there's lots of different uh, things surrounding the Zoya, and it's important you should know what they are, because um, you're going to have it, you know, many times you're going to have quotations from different parts of the Zoya, and it's good to know where everything fits in. Um, and then I'm going to say a few words, not too much, because that's going to be for the beginning of the next year, about the actual Teichen, the, the content of the material, and, and why it's so important. But a lot of that I'll leave for the actual um, the next year when we actually start learning. So let's start with um, the nature of the Alter Rebbe's Torah. The Alter Rebbe um, hardly wrote anything himself. Um, of course, you have the Sefer Hatanya, which he published in his lifetime, um, which he wrote, and that was the only thing that we had in writing officially from the Alter Rebbe. Now, of course, there were there were copies of his Maimorim. So he would give Maimorim regularly, say Maimorim regularly, and there would be um, those would be written down, and that would be disseminated and dispersed. So people would have versions of the Rebbe's Torah, but as official um, publications, there was only the Tanya, and that came into in various stages. You had the original Tanya, which was just the first and second parts, the Kutiyah Morim Shaifudamunna, and then later Gerasa Trubu was added, and then posthumously you have the Gerasa Kedush and the Kuntras Akhrim. So you only have the Tanya. And the Seder was that the Altarabah had a lot of Manichim. He had a, quite a number of people who were writing down his Maimorim, chief among them, and who would sit, you know, on uh, right next to the Altarabah when he would say Chsidas was his brother, the Maharil, Rabbi Yudalev. 
and Repinchas Rebus. But in addition to them, there was also the Alt Rebbe's sons, um, the Mittler Rebbe, Rebbe There was um, Reb Moshe, who would also write Hanachis. Plus, there was um, his Talmud, Reb Aaron Strashella. Plus, there was his grandson, when he came of age, who was also writing things down, the Tzemach Tzedek. And presumably, there were others too who would write. So, there were a lot of Manichim. There were a lot of versions of the Maimorim. So you can imagine that the different Manichim had different styles. And therefore the Maimor would have been processed through um, different mindsets and different personalities and different uh, approaches to the Alter Rebbe's Chassidus. And there ended up being quite a lot of uh, very versions of the Alter Rebbe's Maimorim. But again, none of this was published officially. During the Alter Rebbe's lifetime, the Temach Tzedek was already trying to create a Seder and an order of the Alter Rebbe's Maimorim, and with, with an eye on printing them. And many of his uh, sort of collections of, of Hanachis, of uh, transcripts of the Maimorim, the Alter Rebbe himself looked over and sort of was Magia himself. So there's an element of the Alter Rebbe being involved in the publication of these Maimorim, but the Alter Rebbe. So the Temach Sedek would be, hmm? the Temach Sedek was working on organizing the Hanachis in order to publish them. And the Alter Rebbe had a chance to look over them, some of them. And so there was, there was a, there, there wasn't, uh, there was an attempt to publish these Maimorim. Um, however, it didn't happen at that time. And then you have the Stalkas, the Alter Rebbe, in Tafrish Ein Gimel. Now, the Mittler Rebbe chose to publish two volumes of the Alter Rebbe's Chassidus. He published in Tafrish Ein Vov, so 1805-1806. He published two volumes. He published the Siddur in Dach, the Siddur with a Siddur which uh, had with it the Maimorim the Alter Rebbe on davening, and then you also had uh, the Bi'uri Hazoihar of the Alter Rebbe. Now, he writes very clearly that the Bi'uri Hazoihar, for example, were Maimorim that once had publicly. These were Maimorim that were said in private to his children. So there'd be Maimorim the Alter Rebbe would say in, in privately to children, sons, even his daughter, and um, those, those were the sort of the Maimorim which the Mittler Rebbe collected and edited, and he, they were his own Hanachis. They were the, the transcripts which the Mittler Rebbe had written, and he published these two volumes. So by this time, you only have three volumes of the Alter Rebbe's Torah. You have Tanya. Um, I mean, this is besides for Enigla, I'm talking about in, in Chassidus. You have Tanya, which was published in his lifetime, and then in the Zman of the Alter Rebbe, in the Mittler Rebbe, Tofresh Aimvov. In Tov, sorry, Tovresh, Tovkuf Aimvov. Um, oh, yeah, Tovkuf Aimvov, eighteen o five, eighteen o six. You have the Siddur and you have the Biure Azoya. And the Mittler Rebbe himself published a lot of Svarim of his own Chassidus, but the Alter Rebbe's Chassidus that's what we have. The so what's the Siddur like? 
The Middle Rebbe? Boston, I'll purposely lie. No. That was the only one. He said in 1806. Sorry, 1816. So 1815, 1816. I'm getting my years wrong. Yeah. Tovkuf Ayin Vov, 1815, 1816. Sorry, I apologize. Um, yeah, the reason I was getting confused because the Maimah Posachlio was said in 1805. Tovkuf Samach But we'll get to that in a second. Um... Yes, so the after the Estalkus of the Mittler Rebbe, the Semach Sedek becomes Rebbe. And the Semach Sedek had this long ambition to publish his uh, grandfather's Maimarim. And he'd already prepared an amount, but he was still working on the different Hanukkahs. Now, the Hanukkahs that he worked from, obviously, some, some of the Hanukkahs, he was too young himself to have any of his own Hanukkahs. He couldn't have had any transcripts because some of the Maimorim that he was going to publish, well, you know, when he, when he before he was even Bamis, before he was ten, uh, you have even from before um, Petzburg, so uh, he didn't have his own, and he relied very heavily on the the Hanafis of the Maharil, Yudalei, which was supposed to be quite uh, very exacting. Um, but he, in the later years, he had his own Hanafis, and he he put together a collection. Um, on Bereshis and Shemais and he published it in the year Tovkuf Tzadik Zayin 1837 he abrashes Shmais. Now these Maimorim, these these collection of Maimorim were written in a style where it was very close to the Altarab's Loshan. And there was very little um additions from the Tamach himself. Even though the Tamachedik had written his own notes and hagois on the Altarab's Maimorim, Bihla was not uh, wasn't so uh hard was, was hardly any additions from the Tamachedik himself. They were the Maimorim as they are. Quickly. Not relevant. Please leave. And so he published. Now, after this time, the there was a there was problem with the, with the publishers and a lot of the, the Russians closed down a lot of the the publishing. This was published originally in in, in Kapust. By by the time it got to publishing. Kapust has already been closed down. And it was it was going to take another close to uh, ten year, over 10 years till the Tamar said it could finish. The, the idea was to print it in two volumes. Volume 1, Torah Eira, was going to be Gracious Shmais. Volume 2, Torah Eira, was going to be Vayikra Midvadavarim. But everything changed in between. And already by this time, the, the Tamar said felt, whatever reason, included didn't just publish the Maimorim as they were in the, in the Hanukkah, but also with his addition, with his Hagois and with his edits interspersed inside the Maimah, usually in brackets, in, in various, in the very, in different styles. And so in Tofrish Ches, so in 1848, the Likuti Torah was published. So the Likuti Torah is a very different 
different style than the Torah, even though they're seemingly two volumes of the same project, they come in very different styles. Because um, you have the, the, in the, the Kuti Torah, you have not just the Alter Rebbe's Maimorim, you have the Alter Rebbe's Maimorim with the notes and the uh, additions of the Tamar Sebek. Not Obviously not all of them, because he has his own Maimorim on that, which was published separately later in Eira Torah. Um, but you can see very clearly that the Sigmund Haloshin, the style, is very different in Torah Eira to the way it is in Lukuti Torah. Okay. In Tafish Chofbeis, towards the end of the Tamar Sadek's life, um, this is 1862, he published the Torah Eira again, a second edition of the Torah Eira. And there was a possibility that he could publish it in the same style as the Likuti Torah, with all of the additions, the Hagois, and to make it um, make it more um, fulsome in the way that it is in the Likuti Torah. And however, it didn't happen. There are a few hisafis at the back, um, and there was a few, uh, there were some emendations. Things were changed a bit. So things there were some additions, but it was it was it was kept pretty much the same, without without it being transformed into the style of Likuti Torah. And so it never happened. In the time that Rebbe Maharash, Rebbe Maharash decided that he wanted to produce a sort of a Likuti Torah on Torah O to um, take the Maimorim of Torah O and expound upon them with Hagois, with notes and sort of and, and to, 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 to explain them in the style of Likuti Torah um, so it should be uh, should, 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 to complete the project in a sense. So he prepared um, Hagois and notes on the first three parshalis. Reishis, Noyachem Lech Lecha. And the goal was to publish it. Um, it all got very complicated. This is a very peculiar story. Ultimately, it didn't get published until after he passed away in Tafrish Mandalad. The person who was in charge of publishing it was a relative who went to Vilna, didn't really do the job properly. The Hasidic Kapust managed to infiltrate the whole project and switch switch around some of the manuscripts. It ended up getting published in a style that was, you know, on the front page it said these are the Hagois of the Rebbe Maharaj. It basically had the Rebbe Maharaj's name was on the front page and they took out the Maharaj, a lot of the Rebbe Maharaj's chassidus and they put in the Temach instead. And then they said, look at this, going around claiming it's his own chassidus, he's just plagiarizing this, our, our, our father, our grandfather, um, the Temach And it created a whole storm. This is known as Likuti Torah, Legimu Parshis. It's a safe Likuti, and it just basically, uh, we have the original and it's published somewhere, but it's, it, it's, uh, it became like sort of a, a very unhappy and unpleasant affair and it flamed the Machlikas between Chabad Lubavitch and Chabad Kapust. It's always them that do the bad stuff, eh? Them. That's part of the, that's part of the story. In which he was published? Tofresh Memdalet. So this was in... 84. This is 1884. Yeah. Summer. Probably the summer of Memdalet. Um... 
And that's the Likud Tayyul Gimel Parshis. The Rebbe Rashab, who was now Rebbe, or at least in the early stages of the Nasiyas, um, in the year Tofresh Nun Beis, in 1892, decided he wanted to write Hagois on Parshas Vayera, um, which starts with the Maimah Pasachaliya, the first Maimah of Teira Oy. Pashas Vayera is the Maim of Pasach So he started in Tafresh Numbes. Um, and he got, I mean, he did a thing about, you'd say about a quarter of what we ultimately have, he wrote them, but then he stopped. For whatever reason, he stopped. He only started the project. There is an assumption that he wanted to carry on his father's project. His father did on Bereshis Maich Lech Lecha, um, the Rabbi was going to start, go on and do from Vayera. He started and then he stopped in the middle of doing the first Maimah. And it was only in the winter of Tofrish Nun Ches that he came back to it and did the rest. So that's why it's known by the year Tofrish Nun Ches, 1898 or possibly 97. All we have is from the Friedrich Rebbe's note. Friedrich Rebbe writes that it was in the winter of Tofrish Nun Ches. Now, this was never published, this was never, it was kept private and it was just kept to himself, this Rishimu. It's in his own, amongst his writings. There was oh, a... He so he only completed the first Maimah. Only the first Maimah of Ayer, not even the whole Pasha. He finished the first Maimah and then he left it. He didn't continue the About project. The, of this or the whole thing by now? But the whole thing. Okay. And this remained the Rishimu by the Rebbe Rashab. There was a Bach in Temchit Mimim called the Rebbe Avram Parish, who was a, had a big cheshek and taiva for Limb Exodus. And he became aware that there was such a Rishima. That this, this Maima, the Alter Rebbe, Pasach Leo, had Hagois of the, of the Rebbe Rashab. And so he, he managed to arrange to steal the manuscript and he, together with Reb Chaim Lieberman, who later became the, the Maske of the Friedrich Rebbe, um, Reb Chaim Lieberman was the one who transcribed it. He copied it. And once he finished copying it, he put back the original. So they had a copy of the Hagois, and they made a whole bunch of copies, and they shared it. And, and it got spread out amongst the Bachrim. And everyone was told to be quiet about it. It was a secret. Which year? Would have been in uh, the late Samach's Ayans. I can't remember what year. I don't, I don't know. From the Friedrich Rebbe? From the, the Rebbe Shabbat? And uh, so, but eventually, the word word got out. The Friedrich Rebbe, who was the Manal Poil, who was in charge of the yeshiva, found out, found this out. And he punished them. Chaim Nibben was uh, not allowed to eat in the yeshiva for a week. And about, what Avram Parisi's punishment, we don't know. Just says he got a worse punishment. <laughs> it doesn't in 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 the book Echad um, It doesn't say exactly what his punishment. So I don't know. And however, when the Friedrich Rebbe mentioned it to the Rebbe Rashab, the Rebbe Rashab tovei alav bracha, alavim more would be like this. More would care about chassidus so much that they would uh, that they would steal it. So the copy there was a copy of these hagoyes that were. Um, available. People had access to this material. 
And it, but it wasn't till Toshim Mem Aleph in 1980, Chafta Aleph, that it was actually published from the original Ksaviyat, from the original manuscript of the Rebbe Rasha. The Rebbe instructed him to publish it, and it got published in Toshim Mem Aleph. Um, and that's what we have now. Obviously, there were many more editions after that, and now there's this new edition from Toshi Nine Tess, which has all the Mario McCamis and is, and is uh, um, nicely laid out. Now, these Hagois of the Rebbe Rashab are on uh, the Maimon the Alter Rebbe Posach Leo. Now, the Maimon Posach Leo was said in the year Tovkuf Samach Vav, Vayera Tovkuf Samach Vav, um, 1805. And it's extremely Yisaitistic Maima. Extremely profoundly important Maima in the development of the unique style of Chassidus Chabad explaining uh, that explains the Inyonic Kabbalah Dafkin, the style of Chabad um, and as we're going to see as we learn it. The Maimah is an explanation of the, the Pasach Eliyahu, the Psicha de Eliyahu, which is found in the Tikkunei Zoyhar. Now, let's just say a few words about the Sefer HaZoyhar and where this fits into the Sefer HaZoyhar. Because the Chlal, when you learn you have a lot of references to Zoyhar, the different parts of the Zoyhar, and it's good to know uh, the general makeup of how the Sefer HaZoyhar works. So the Sefer HaZoyhar, as we have it, was first came to uh, public awareness um, in the 13th century. And to do how many people, uh, researchers into it, claim that that was that's its provenance, that's where it was, it was written then and it was developed then. Um, but we have the Masoyah that it comes from the Rashbi. And the the majority of it is statements and sayings of Rashbi and his Chabura. So Chabura made up of about ten people, made ten people, of which Rashbi was the head of the Chabura. Now the Sefer Hazoya is structured as uh, explanations on the Pashi Satayra, so it it goes through the Pashi Satayra. It has a Pirushim in the style of Midrashim, but sort of Abdera Chasoid, obviously. Um, and within the Sefer Azayah, there are sections that have their own names, or and sometimes they're quoted by the name of their section rather than just Azayah Pashas this. And I'm going to mention three, three of those sections that are important to know. There's the Idre de Mishkana. This is in Pashas Truma. And here it talks about Inyonit's Filo. It does Pirushim of the of the Mishkan, of the Psukim about the Mishkan, and explains in Yoni Tefillah. You have the Idro Rabba, which is in Pashas Nasi. So Idro Rabba, usually understanding it's like this. This was a, a, lot, a lot of the times in the, the, the Maimori Hazayar are just one or two of the Hebraia that are speaking to each other. They're together in a certain circumstance. But the Idro Rabba is when they were all together, all ten of them. It's a good question. Um, Idra can mean a gathering. It can be in a goyrin, um, a sort of a setting where they where they where they all met. But the rabba part, the big one, is because they were all there. Uh -huh. 
We use it. It's usually the big gathering. That's how we usually understand it. And so in the Idarabo, you have explanations of the partsufim, how the Musa Adam, the Musa Kisi, the Musa Kamari Adam. So it explains all the different Avarim um, and how they um, how they had to be understood about Alakus. You have the Idra Zutta, which is the smaller one, um, which is in Parshas Hazinu, and that describes when Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai passed away. That's the, Yomai, that's the, the description of the Yom Lula of Rashbi. And whereas in the, the Rabba, there's sayings from all the different Talmidim, all the different members of the Hebraia. In the Idrizut, it's just Rashbi that speaks. So it's his Torah. So, he describing his own passing? He's, he's teaching Torah that he wants to teach. And, he's, and then you have this whole description of of his passing away, that yeah, that. So those are three sections which are in the Sefer Isaiah, but you also have additions to the Sefer Isaiah. Um, one is called the Raya Mehemna, which literally means Raya Nehman, faithful shepherd or shepherd of faith, if you prefer. And the Raya Mehemna is a period on the Tariq Mitzvahs. So in many editions of the Zayhar. The Raya Mehemna is included within the Zayah. So when it comes to a parsha, where there's a mitzvah, it will include the Raya Mehemna on that mitzvah. Okay? Again, all part of the same thing. Um, you also have something called the Zayah Chadosh, the new Zayah, which is like a, 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 a hisafa to the Zayah. It's also on many parshas. And it's also on Megillus Rus and Megillus Eicha. And you'll see reference again, you see quotations from Zayah Chadash. That's the Zayah Chadash. But these are all things in and around the Zayah. And then you have what, what, what the Pasach Eliyahu comes from, it's called Tikkunay Zayah. The Tikkunay Zayah is 70 Pirushim on primarily uh, the, post, the first Pasach of the Torah, Bereshis. Explains Bereshis in different ways. But in the Tikkunay Zayah, you have Hakdomis, you have introductions. So the first introduction describes all about Rashbi in the cave and how that, and all the elements of the cave that we know about in the story of Rashbi is in the is in the, the Hakdoma Rishena of Tikunizaya. Then you have the second Hakdom. And the second Hakdoma is in the presence of the the whole, I think it's the whole Khabrai. And Eliyoh Novi is asked to address the Chavra and Kedisha. And that's where we have Pasach Eliyoh. So Eliyoh began. But Omar said as follows. What does Eliyoh do? Eliyoh Novi describes basically the Esa Spiris. He describes how the Eibishter is Chad V'leivah Chushpon. And then the Abishtim has Esasviris and how that's all uh, manifest. You know, the Posach that we say on Ereshavis. So that is the um, the context of the Maimah, the Alter Rebbe, Posach in Torah So, as you can imagine, the purpose of the Maimah is to explain the Esasviris of Atsilas. Oiris and Kalim, and in order to understand the Esos and the Oiris and Kalim of Atsilas, 
you also have to understand Tzimtzum, because without Tzimtzum, it makes no sense how on earth the Abish is able to have Esospheres, and also their relationship with Esospheres of Atsilas, the relationship between them with Eilam Esbiyah. So ultimately, you have the whole of Seydish Dalshmas, <laughs> what's being talked about over here. And the means by which it's understood is through the marshal of a person, a nefesh. The nefesh has esa koichis. The person has seichel umidis. So the maime is also explaining the relationship between the esa koichis ha nefesh with the nefesh. But the maime itself is a quite a short maime. In in the, in the published Torah own, it's kam kam. What is it? Three and a half amudim. Three, maybe four amudim, if you, um, yeah, about three and a half, four, let's say four amudim in total. So not a very long maima. The inyanim are the kits, although there's there's quite a, but it's very rich, it's very dense, with a lot of uh, a lot of material, which ultimately becomes the, the the foundation of so much of the development of the most fundamental and, and central ideas in Chassidus Chabad. And the Rebbe Rashab, in his Hagois, which number, I mean, in total he wrote uh, 34 Hagois. There are 34 notes. Some of them are a few words, just giving a Mari Mokim, referencing a Mari Mokim, and some of them go for 10, 15 pages. So there's there's a whole range of Hagois. But in these 34 Hagois, the Rebbe Rashab in, really does analyze in depth every single aspect of the Maimah and lays the groundwork himself for so many of the ideas which would ultimately be more fully expounded upon in Samachvav and in Ein Beis and, 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 and what we're going to see also in, in some of the, the most important and sort of profound um, Maimarim of the Rebbe too. So a good understanding or a good appreciation of the ideas being explained in the will set a person up for a uh, much richer experience of Limadach Siddhas going all the way back to the Alter Rebbe and going forward all the way to the Rebbe's uh, Torah. So I hope that was a, a useful introduction um, and to set the scene for starting to learn the Maim, as I've said. I recommend learning, uh, before we start, Perik Nanalaf of Tanya, especially as it's in Shiurim B'Sefer Tanya, where you have a very important um, Ha'ara there of the Rebbe, explaining Perik Nanalaf in Tanya, and which Rabbi Weinberg uh, goes at great length to explain and expound upon, and also to learn the first ois of the Biur, to the Maimah, um, Lysashpis, in the Kutei Teira, Vayikra, Daftalud, Ahmed Beis. So those are the, actually the first two references uh, the Rebbe Rashab makes at the beginning of the Maimah, and it's it's a good idea to have that already in place. We're going to learn it. Um, and so yeah, Ezra Shem will start soon, and I hope it will be enjoyable. Um, any questions? Um, is the Maimah Pasachali, or not the Maimah, but this, what he said from the Tukhani Zehar, is that the origin of the, the marshal of the Adam to explain the Esospheres? 
our whole knowledge of their spirit. Is it from the Kabbali early or is that? No, that's the origin. Uh-huh. Everything, everything afterwards is this explanation on this 